You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We got no bananas here at Mornings with Lone Star, but we do have Dick and Skippy. Hey, it is 9.08 on a Tuesday morning, February 20th. It's kind of a, the weather can't decide what it wants to do outside there. It's all overcast. I hear it's like going to rain all week long or something. It's 71 now with a high of 75. And later on today, we got some thunderstorms of brewing. But it's a morning here at Lone Star. I'm Skippy. Yeah. That's Dick. <laughs> and we're sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Centurion Wealth Advisors are many thanks to our sponsors. Hey, you want to sponsor us? We we would not say no to you, very likely. Our standards are incredibly no. low. No. <laughs> so, good morning. It's Like I said, it's Tuesday morning, and uh, Skippy is fueled this morning with Conroe Coffee. Thank you, guys. Dick, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I, uh, I'm really excited about seeing you today because... We were speaking of trolls and the Russian trolls and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was legitimately a troll at the Olympics, and she got her on-air time, and she trolled the Olympics in a sense of she somehow qualified for the women's ski halfpipe. And so the skateboard halfpipe, but on skis. Yeah, skis. Okay. Uh, freestyle ski halfpipe. And this is where you do the, you, you like ski ski up to the edge and you do the backflips yeah you do stuff like that well apparently uh this young lady and she goes uh it's just i mean this is this is really a funny thing her name is elizabeth swaney and she's from california but she has ties to hungary and apparently she's been trying to get on an olympic team for a while and this was the one sport that had the loophole where if you don't fall you make a certain amount of points regardless if you don't, so as long as you don't fall, you, 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 you don't get fall, you, you you do you do well. Okay. And what on top of that, she got into the first run, and you should see it if you have a chance. Look it up. I think uh, NBC has it up. Her name is Elizabeth Swaney, uh, and it's freestyle half pipe, and she just goes up and down it. Oh, she does one eighty. But she just goes up and down the half pipe. It's kind of funny. So it's pretty much like me on on. What's well, even better is the announcer. I didn't. I didn't give you the voice, but the announcer took it real seriously. Like he was doing his normal job, saying, "All right, this is Elizabeth Sweeney from Hungary. She is so and so and so and so. Here she comes down the pipe." And then it's like, "Oh!" And then she takes a smooth landing there. And then like, but at first, because when I first watched it, I go, "Is this really the sport?" <laughs> and then I've realized it's not. It's a joke. Like she didn't she kind of like even slow down beforehand. I saw her, she was like kind of skating down the thing that she stopped like halfway down to collect herself. 
Well, she received a 30 from every judge, which Out is, uh, well, I don't know the whole scoring system for the half pipe, but that's the lowest you can get okay. without falling. Without falling. So, uh, But she got to say she competed in the Olympics. I mean, that's so true. And now, now it's becoming, the uproar now is, there's two sides to this argument with this show or with this lady. Is, is the Olympics really about getting different athletes from around the world to come together, or is it to get the elite athletes from every world to come together? Because well, clearly Hungar- Hungary didn't have – Hungary didn't have – Hungary didn't mm-hmm. have uh, this slot filled because now their government is saying they never actually seen her skate, but they didn't have anybody in the position. So when she applied for it two years ago – they just gave it to her because she qualified. No, she's she did all the circuit stuff. Yeah, so you, if she you qualified. qualify, you qualify. I'm not saying this isn't even like a legal loophole to not pay your taxes or something. This is, uh, it's a bit of both. I mean, we do want to use, use the Olympics to come together and cheer for for humankind in general. But it is the the purpose of the Olympics back in ancient Greece was to pit the best against the best. And, you know, we have the modern rules about, you know, in, endorsements and professional athletes and stuff like that. But it's, it's I, I, I got to take my hat off to her. If I could find some loophole to compete in the Olympics, you, you know, I'd do it. It's like I would I would get in the ring with like a, a, a George Foreman or something and spend the entire first round literally just running away from him, bouncing off the ropes to, to avoid getting hit by him. Just just so I could say I went up against the heavyweight champion of the world. And it worked. It worked. Well, hat, Skippy's hat's off to, what's her name? Elizabeth Swain. Elizabeth Swain. Hats yeah, off if you to just visit you. the NBCOlympics.com website, look her up. And, I mean, it's I mean, it's great. I guess where you can say, it's like I tell people I tied for third in my presidential race. Uh, I guess she tied for tied for fourth or tied tied for the copper. I guess the copper before. You know, I mean, you're metal. focused on the wrong thing. It should be, you just tell people you qualified. I qualified. And that's well, all you need. Well, right to there. qualify for a presidential run, all you got to do is be at least 35 years old, born on U.S. soil, and not be convicted yeah, of but a felony. You, you have to do one of the hardest things that most Americans fail to do is you have to fill out a form. And so that's, okay. I mean, you're there, better there, than most there's people, the, right? There's the form fill. So, I mean, some people won't even go to the DMV to fill out forms to get their car registered. So, I mean, we're... <laughs> We're, we're, it's an uphill battle here when you're talking about forms being filled out. Right. Speaking of which, I uh, I think it's about time for me to um, update my uh, my car registrations. I gotta I gotta go oh, to my cool old mailbox. story. Let's tell everybody about that. Yeah. We're gonna take a sponsor break. I'm so glad we have you with us, Skippy. I'm glad to be here. We're hanging out in the studio. Mornings on Lone Star. Uh, no guests today, so call in 936-647-3776. That's 936-647-3776. And uh, join us. That's right. And uh, also Facebook us, Mornings on Lone Star. We got song requests coming at the top and bottom of every hour. And uh, there you go. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you so much for those guys' sponsors. Let's say, let's hear a word from those guys. How about that? Yeah. 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 Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. 
Now let's get your financial house in order. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star. You like you like my choice of uh, it's from 1923. Okay, uh, is this like no banana in the tailpipe kind of thing? Yeah, or? I'm not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Is this we have no bananas? Uh, and uh, is that why people say that when people knock on the doors? Like that was a joke. I think my grandfather. Yeah, uh-huh. kinda, like we have no bananas here. Yeah. There's, yes, we have no bananas. We have no. That's a weird song. You got you getting some weird things going oh, on. Oh no! That's Welcome a little, back. There's a little homage today. 1923, a good year. But mm-hmm. moving on from that, mornings uh, with Lone Star. It is uh, our morning radio show. We're morning here every radio. morning, weekday morning, uh, from nine to eleven. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Conroe, Conroe. How, how? What's the weather like? Weather is still 71, yeah. maybe inching up to 72, but only we like get, four more degrees. Well, we got some chance of rain coming our way at 7 p.m. Between 4 and 7, we got about 51% chance of rain. Skippy don't like the rain. Yeah, the uh, overcast is really killing me on certain things. But, uh, you know, we'll deal with it. I was uh, I was at the airport yesterday afternoon for a few hours having to, to shoot some video on some stuff. And, Uh-oh. well. You didn't get arrested? No, unfortunately, I had clearance on that. And after the strip search that I paid extra for. You know, you can't be too careful. I walked and said, hey, I could be armed. You don't know. You better search very thoroughly. And they did. I left a tip. But moving on from that. I ever tell you a story about me driving down the wrong way in an airport? <laughs> no. Yeah, so I don't regularly go to the airport. Apparently not. But I was picking up one of my friends, and I was going to the internet. He asked me, he's like, can you pick me up? Blah, blah, blah. The international airport. And The one uh, here? The yeah, bush the bush. The okay. And I've never been there before. Never been there. And I'm driving around, and I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, it's a little confusing, but they do have single-lane roads, so that kind of keeps it easy for me. Mm-hmm. But I went down, there's two sections I realized, the top and the bottom. Well, I went to the bottom, and I guess I went into the bus load area. Well, within 30 seconds, I had security all over me. And I was just sitting there, and they had their guns, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was just like, oh, sorry. I didn't know there wasn't any signs that says, like, no cars, please. And he's like, well, this is the bus terminal. I'm like, well, okay. So how do I get out of the bus terminal without being shot? <laughs> White American behind the wheel, don't shoot, please. I love I love God. Just well, no, actually, what's weird is that whole b- under under there was so dark. So that's why I was like, oh, how do I get out of here? This is really confusing to me. It's like, oh, this area is closed. What are you doing down here with this with your car? Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so they didn't strip search you like they stripped. Well, I was at Hooks Airport yesterday, so. Uh, you know the uh, the my, you know smaller one, but the uh, the cloud cover was gorgeous. It was a video shoot where 
there's a jet, you know, small jet and a Mercedes and someone trying, you know, power positions and stuff like that. Uh, and the, the cloud cover made it beautiful, but it kept on the sun coming going in and out and in and out like every five seconds. It's really hard to, uh, shoot video like that. Cause I had someone tell me, well, just Photoshop it. I was trying to point out that Photoshop is good for a photo, but you know, high def video is shot at 30 frames a second. So you got to Photoshop the same thing 30 times over just for one second. So, uh, but that being said, it was, it was a gorgeous day there yesterday. Had a lot of fun out there. Uh, may go back out there today, shoot some more footage. Cause that's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the early voting starting. Early voting started today, 7 a.m. Here in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to kind of go over the the rest of the week, kind of go over the candidates. Mm -hmm. And we're going to endorse some of them. Are we? Uh, No, we're not. Okay. Uh, (laughs) For Skippy. Yeah. Write in Skippy for anything. Yeah, right. But uh, but that that is an ex- it's an exciting time for people to get out and be part. Uh, luckily, you've already filled out a form. Hopefully, so you don't have to go up that that hill, you know, to yeah, register. Yeah, it, it, it's too late to register to vote for this primary. Now you'll be able to vote in the general in November. But as far as the primary, if you didn't register, sorry, you're you're out of luck. You just gotta deal with it. Uh, pros and cons of of voting early. Dick, are you an early voter? Or are you on the day voter? Or do you vote? Really, I just see what's working for my schedule mm-hmm. and uh, and especially what's convenient because what's interesting about this county when you do early voting and then when you do day of voting, it, it always kind of – I don't know if this is true or not for all – every time you can vote. But sometimes early voting, they make it really convenient for everybody. Like you can go to any place mm-hmm. to go vote and then the day of voting, it's like, no, you are in this You're precinct. You're at your precinct at that, this place. Or they do the reverse where it's like you have these – you have to go to this certain precinct. Then on the day of, you can go anywhere. So uh, what is it this year? Oh, it's it's a very much early voting. Montgomery County locks in early voting. Uh, you have several locations to choose from, very conveniently located, uh, and you can vote for all your candidates in that one spot on the day of from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. But this is for the primary, right? Yeah, it's for the primary. So if I'm not registered— if you're not registered, um, as a re- I like when I say registered, I don't mean registered to vote. Oh, in- like a registered vote? No, you can still what you do. You walk in and they'll say. Do you want Republican or Democrat? And you choose really? that one that you like, feel. I feel like you can totally screw, screw with that kind of voting system if they just let anybody in there. Well, you are registered to vote. So here's the thing. Let's say a whole bunch of Republicans went in and said Democrat, and then they voted for like the worst person. Yeah. Well, they've left their own base wide open. Or, you know, they're not voting for their own because you only can vote for one side or the other. Yeah, but I would argue that this area is limited on Democratic votes. Oh, so yeah, yeah, very easily, much so. And the base for the Republican vote is so big, it doesn't matter if we, you know, we get 300 people to go vote real quick for the Democratic And that's why there's not are you, that, is that kind of Are you fraud. flagged when you do that? No. Like, will it be on public record that I voted for the Republic primary? Oh, yeah, because if you, you, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, it's not like a secret. I, I'll vote on the GOP ticket for the primary. And which means that shortly thereafter, when it comes time for general, I get inundated with GOP oh, flyers. That's and stuff. how they get you. Yeah, because they're like, well, even though I'm not a registered Republican. See, that's scary to me because like, and I never fully, I'll never fully understand this portion of the voting because mm-hmm. I like, I always felt it was a club. So I always think of this Republican Party as a glorified club has no direct connection to our government. In a sense of like, like in Germany, I learned that if you want to create a party and you get a certain amount of votes, you get money. 
mm-hmm. from the government. Uh, England, too. That's why and, there were 42 different and, parties. And I mean, that's I don't know if we do that here, but it makes me think of like this isn't a legitimate thing. This is more of like, why, why do we why do the taxpayers have to pay for this? Are they paying for this? Is anybody am I paying for this being in Montgomery County for this election? This that's happening right now. You mean for like the the election tax? No well, tax on to, to hold an election? Well, like no for the public spaces they're they're having. No, no, no. Who's, um, who's paying for that? That would be a, probably a either federal, state, or county level. A probably state? No, no, because uh, we're doing national. I would think this is part of the federal budget. So technically, it is my money going into it, but it's but, for it, but it's for the clubs, not for anything. Like if I go early vote, am I voting on anything that actually? changes directly in our government today no opposed for, to who's going to run when we go to that time to actually have an effect right because remember uh are we, any propositions or anything yeah there are some propositions so there we go so that that does affect correct uh, i i know of you know there is a prop and there are more than one but uh, there's a proposition two which is to so piggybacking on this kind of stuff yeah yeah most ballots is more than just vote for this guy it is vote for this proposition, vote vote for this property tax increase or decrease. Um, you know, it'll. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if you're, school just, board if you're just going to vote for who are we going to decide to put on the ballot when we actually get to that point. No, it's, well, it's that, that and it, other things. Yeah, it's you need at least one unless there's just no uh, opponent, one for the Republicans, one for the Democrats. And so if you have two Republicans running for the same spot, you got to pick one of them. And that's what today, that's what... Well, I know, but outside of those, the decision-making on two different same gr- club members, you know, what uh, what other things are we voting for? Uh, there are multiple propositions, because I know of Proposition 2, at least, because I did some research on it. Um, so I think there are like half a dozen propositions on school board trustees, people did that honest in honesty, you probably have no idea who they are or what they do, but they're on the ballot and um, try, try to be as informed as possible. One thing I love about early voting is the candidates are usually out there because even though there are only like three or four spaces in Montgomery County where you can go, so they'll pick one. So your odds of actually getting one-on-one time with the candidate is really good, and I always do that. I try to bring uh, little Skippy with me, my, my daughter, uh, little Skippette. And Quit indoctrinating her, Okay. Well, no, we'll, 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 I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, Tea, Coffee. N- don't care. If, if you come and talk to me, I, I'll ask you questions. I'll get your stances. I've never voted straight ticket in my entire life. And uh, I I like having my daughter with me because eh, I want her part of the process. But I also see how the candidates interact with my daughter. You know, there have been times where it was like really hot and sunshiny. We're out there talking. And some candidates like, hold on, let me get a thing of water for your daughter. And he, he wasn't stumping for a vote. He's like, it's hot out here. Let me, let me grab, honey, you want a bottle of water? I thought, okay, this is someone who's a decent human. I, I like that. doesn't mean best for the job necessarily, but it goes a little way. It's a little weird. No, no. Interact. There's one thing more dangerous than not voting, and that's weird. voting stupid. So you don't vote if your daughter's not with you? Oh, no, I voted without <laughs> her, too. She holds my hand. I just like to let her push the button and stuff for, because it, it shows I can't believe that's legal. Hmm? As long as she's a minor. No, she's she's 16, so probably be a little bit more iffy this time around. Um, and I, I remember my folks were voting. A little voting. bit iffy this time, guys. My folks were voting last time, and they, neither of them knew technology, like, at all. Like, what the hell is this? And so they actually, I was like, Dad, let me help. And they're like, no, sir, you got to step back. We have our guys. They have registered pe- uh, polling assistants. Because I couldn't go into, like, let's say where my dad was to vote for him or to, to show him the buttons. 
is that I would technically be casting the vote for him, and that's illegal. That's pretty funny. So, they, yeah, they take that seriously, well, too. Well, I hope people get out and vote. Please, uh, vote smart. Time. Vote, or, then, vote early, vote often. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully we get more and more candidates in. We've had a couple. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, I want more. We want more. That's right. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star. We're going to take our music break here, folks. It's 928. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. You can call in at any time. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just call in 936-647-3776 and leave a message. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, outside that, we'll be right back here at Mornings Lone Star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Yes, we have no Welcome back. This song is too creepy, man. Sing it with me. 73 degrees outside. Morning's Lone Star. Hanging out downtown Conroe. Feel free to stop by. Call in 936-647-3776. Brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisor, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're going to be here for a couple more minutes until we got to take another break. So why don't you join us, Morning's Lone Star, on Facebook. Uh, You know, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, how is that? I haven't seen it. So I, the only gripe I had was they tried to incorporate the whole Marvel universe into it, but it certainly felt like they didn't. They, you've seen Deadpool. Yeah. So you know how Deadpool kind of mentioned the X-Men a couple times, but they made jokes about not having the budget? Mm-hmm. See, they did and that. And they got two lesser X-Men to. Well, they did that in this movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't do the funny part about not having the budget. There's so, no nod and a wink. Because there was a bunch of Tony Stark moments, but you could totally tell, like, he's just, like, the way they wrote it was so cheaply made in the sense of, like, we wanted to get the fanboys excited that Tony Stark's in this movie, but... Now, was it Robert Downey? Or? It was Robert Downey, okay. but it was, like, for example... There's One about, day of shooting? About, yeah, there's about five scenes. Uh-huh. And three of the scenes, he's on the phone, and he's, like, in India, and another one, he's in a car, and another one, he's somewhere else. So, clearly, like, they filmed it real quick somewhere else. <laughs> And then the third, the fourth one was he wasn't in the Iron Man suit. It was kind of the joke. He thought like he, Spider Man thought he was talking to Iron Man, and then the suit head pops up. It's empty, and and so there's that. And then there was the fifth one where he was actually in. There's a couple of scenes where he's in it together with the kid. And there's probably total of that, probably two or three. But it was what was more interesting was John Favreau, 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 the director, but also he's the the 
the, what do you call it? I just went blank. He's the driver of Tony Stark. Yeah. He's primarily in the movie, but he also does the phone in scenes. So like I'm talking about the drive, the, the, mm-hmm. the storyline and stuff. And it's like, there's a couple FaceTime videos with them. And then there's a couple phone call. I'm like, man, like no one wants to be in this movie. It's almost like they film like they they film majority of it not like you know they wrote it where they could save them as much money as possible. To me, Spider Man is to the Marvel universe what Batman is to the DC universe in the sense that I think they're very standalone. It's well, they they certainly made that topic in the movie where he makes the decisions on his own. And he wants to become his own person, which I enjoyed out of all the other Marvel movies because they really do try to. To saturate it with all the superhero stuff, all of the, and this was more unique to an individual as Peter Parker. Who's Peter Parker? What kind of stuff is he personally going through? And I think that's why the Black Panther is doing so doing so well, uh, if that makes sense. Because it's like it's about him and about his upbringing, about where his character comes from. Because if you think about all the other movies, like Thor got wrapped up with other stuff, not just Thor. Mm-hmm. And the first one, well, I saw was, the latest Thor movie, and it had everybody in it, and it even had the Guardians of the Galaxy in it. And so, and I think that's, I think it works and it doesn't work in certain storylines because we don't care enough. Like, especially they screwed up with Thor, in my opinion, because they got rid of Natalie Portman because they kind of built a movie and a half about their relationship, and then she just disappears. And you're kind of like, man, that whole. But dynamic. I didn't. I didn't see any of the previous ones, so I did. I had no idea about oh, that. Oh yeah, so I didn't no. Miss like it. in the first one, it is a love story, mm-hmm. like a bona fide slut plot. Natalie Portman. Natalie really? Portman. Queen Amidala. Well, she plays the. Really? Si- she plays on the side. She's Darth a scientist on the team that discovers Thor, her? or whatever, like uh-huh. brings Thor to the Earth, and and she's in the second one, and then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding you, they literally had a line in another movie. Oh, she, she's. We're still not talking. And like, really, that's what you're going to explain? You're Thor. <laughs> you're you're literally, people think you're a god. And, oh, you're just not talking? Like, what is this? Well, like, see, that's the thing with Spider-Man. CW, is this a CW version of the Avengers? Yeah, right. Well, I got to say, uh, uh, Supergirl is still awesome. For a CW show, it's got some Yeah, but it has writing. that, like, that really hokey, like, oh, does, does he like me? Oh, I don't know. But it's like, well, me. that makes her kind of relatable. But uh, b- no. back to the Spider-Man thing. Not that, when that's, like, the whole plot. In the Spider-Man universe, you don't need mutants. You don't need gods, you know, Norse gods. You know, it can just be this guy got bitten by a genetically altered or radioactive spider. And again, same thing. Batman just always feels weird when there's Superman in the same place with him because it's like we have a man tortured because his parents are murdered and very, it's very really psychological. And then we have Superman from another planet. And it, it, it's almost like whiplash. Well, I think that's also what Justice League tried to do well was not have as much Superman as possible because they know he can just come in and just... So I'm presuming that he does. See, I haven't seen it, and enough time has passed, so I'm, I'm not worried about spoilers. I'm sure it's just like Superman lives. He's not really dead from Doomsday. He comes back. Yeah, yeah. and it makes no sense. And my favorite part about that Justice League movie is, I don't know if you heard about this, but... Apparently, when they had a meltdown on set, I guess it was Jack Snyder or whatever. Yeah, Zach, uh, well, it was Zack Snyder. Snyder. I think his, his son died or his, something. His daughter yeah, sadly child, passed away. Child passed away this And so they had to do reshoots. Well, reshoots were probably like three months, four months after the production. And it seemed that the man who played Superman was Henry now Cavill. filming Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 6. And he has this, this beautiful mustache. Uh-huh. And I guess... 
either contracts or something where he couldn't shave it. He was it. contractually bound. He couldn't, literally could not, he did not have permission to shave his mustache. So they had to digitally remove it in the movie and you can tell and it's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, it's funny. Just real quick. Did you, uh, there's a, a movie, uh, the Thomas Crown affair. It's one of the few remakes that I like with, yeah, Pierce with Brosnan. Chris Brown, that's a good movie. And well, Renee Russo, Renee Russo and looking better than ever. But, uh, uh, the original had Faye Dunaway and, and, uh, uh, bullet Steve McQueen, but in his contract in his James Bond contract, it was said that Pierce Brosnan could not appear in any other movie in a tuxedo. Because, you know, it was very Bond thing. So yeah. as, as long as he was Bond, because he was still doing the Bond under Bond contract. So they had to have a scene where he's supposed to be in a tuxedo. So they just took off the bow tie. They said, well, now it's not a tuxedo. <laughs> and that was their, their cheap. So it was a lot cheaper than just CGIing out a mustache, I guess. But yeah, they uh, just to give you an idea how much money the Black Panther made over the weekend, it made as much money as Justice League did in its entire theater run. <sighs> wow. This is funny, and the fact that it was Michelle Obama is completely incidental to it. But Michelle Obama tweeted, like, oh, my God, this is a great movie. Come watch it. And then she hashtagged a Twitter feed to Black Panther, you know, like, thinking that that was the official movie Twitter feed. It's not. It's the Black Panther is the Twitter feed. Black Panther is this guy who literally has, like, 30 followers who got it, like, a long time ago. Just some nobody from, like, Hackensack, New Jersey. And all of a sudden found himself the first lady. You know, she liked it. She took it down. She changed it. But in that amount of time, he went from 30 followers to a few more than that, I think. I think that's uh, like kind of crossing the road with the topic here. You know, Twitter, it's funny how many times people have deleted Twitter. I wonder if Twitter could provide the information on like what do the original things say? Because – Similar to like the Donald Trump when he misspells things, people just go insane. And I, I bet he's deleted. I'm one of them. <laughs> I bet he's deleted them before. Have you think? I mean, well, you know that every news organization has some intern whose sole job is to refresh the phone 24 seven for a Twitter feed from in case he, you know, posts something. I've got four seconds to take that screenshot before he deletes it. So even if Trump deletes it immediately, someone somewhere is going to get it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And they even had that, there was that HBO series, The Newsroom, where that actually was the thing. So someone in the newsroom posts a Twitter feed, supposedly as a gag, saying something really horrible. But I deleted it three minutes later, and but it's already gone viral because people just took screenshots of it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how social media comes to light. Because that was kind of our, our argument during the Mueller investigation is how these social media websites are going to be watched. And then also the accountability side of it. Because, you know, the more and more platforms you create for people, the more and more chaos can potentially happen. Well, when we come back, we can uh, yeah. talk about it. There was a political rally that happened last night that uh, they were going to live Facebook something. And a couple of people were really nervous about, well, what if I say the wrong thing? And it's a very real possibility yeah. nowadays. Well, that's what I love about the Internet. Like, mm -hmm. especially people finding out, especially in the political climate, oh, we got videos of you from 20 years ago saying, you know, build the wall. Or <laughs> we got, you know, that kind of thing. Like, building the wall has been a topic for 40 years. Yeah. And then we can just change it to something else. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's 946, Morning's Lone Star. We're having a good time. Call in 936-647-3776. We're going to take a quick sponsor break to hear from our sponsors. And so we'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All right, so when you hear that line, you got no bananas. Bananas today. <laughs> Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com worldwide on the Lone Star Internet Radio app and also locally on Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We are back talking everything going on. Uh, we do want to let you guys know today is early voting. And later in the program, we do, we're going to have a special uh, contact with Clint from Lone Star, or no, I guess, I don't know what he wants to be called, uh, Lone Star Country Nights, uh, uh, Reverend, the Reverend. Yeah, the Reverend so is calling. He is part of a barbecue team that uh, had a meeting last night with the Montgomery County Fair cookoff and, bar, uh, you know, like good stuff. So who's going to update us? <laughs> it's a technical on, term. Yeah. On, you don't it, need to you know, know it. It's one of those things that you mess up, people get upset about. So please don't be upset about yeah. it. The barbecue people. Yeah, we're with me about Them. that. But it is kind of a gloomy day right now, and I hope everyone is being safe. We do have rain coming in uh, today. That's right. It's around 5 o'clock. It's going to be about 50%. Right now it's 73 degrees outside. So uh, try to enjoy as much without the rain as possible. It's 9.50. we got a couple more minutes till a song break. Well, if so. you are going to early vote today, uh, bring your umbrella just in case. I'll tell you that uh, – between now and Friday, uh, polls are open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday, 12 to 5 on Sunday. And then Monday, the 26th, all the way through Friday, uh, March 2nd, which is uh, when early voting ends, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, the pros of early voting, it's you can vote at any of these locations. And I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to give you addresses and stuff. I'm just going to let you know you can go to any of these places. North Montgomery County Community Center in Willis. Lone Star Community Center in Montgomery, Magnolia Community Building, East County Courthouse uh, Annex in New Caney, uh, the South County Community Building next door to the library in the Woodlands, the uh, Alworth Building here in Conroe, downtown Conroe, uh, the Mitchell Library in the Woodlands, and uh, Election Central, which is Air Force Road in Conroe. You can go to any of these places uh, to vote any of the times that I said earlier on all the topics. School, you know, they will know what you can and can't vote for. That's why you have to have kind of an ID kind of, you need to provide your proof of where you live because it could be a, a school board trustee or a proposition that's in your neighborhood, but not somewhere else. That's the pros of it is a lot of convenience. Now the, the big con, the big anti to early voting is especially in Montgomery County headlines are changing on a daily basis. Endorsements come out. 
October surprises are coming left and right. We have a political operative who... There is a lot of uh, typical... No, I say typical. I didn't mean like that. I mean, it's the... This is high-level political stuff. The political realm in the past two to three years, they're, they're, they're creating a new strategy book mm-hmm. on how to do all this campaigning stuff. And it's it's getting – it is a little tiresome, but then again, not that many people, I would assume, like American-wise and across the United States are tapped in as much as most people think. If that yeah, makes sense. I, I, yeah, I think there's a strong sense in Montgomery County of, of – I mean, hence of why Donald Trump right won the, the election. <laughs> right. Uh, but something may happen. Let's say I vote today and then I find out a candidate I voted for in a week, you know, sometime before voting day, finds out that, you know, they went to prom with a goat. That I may, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but, you know, I want the ability to change my vote accordingly. So you can't have a do-over. So if you do wait till voting day, under, which is March 6th, understand that's it. You, you know, you can as long as you're in line at 7 p.m., that they can't kick you out. The polls have to stay open until the last person in line at 7 is there. But if you show up at 7.01, they will say, sorry, you know, you, you can't get in line. So I typically vote early, but near the end of the cycle. That way, you know, if no one's going to wait too long if they're going to do a surprise on someone else. But seriously, people, there's only one thing worse than not voting, and that's voting un, uninformed. Uh, or, you know, so try not to listen to sound bites. Do some research. Early voting, like I said, gives you the opportunity to talk to your candidates. Republican, Democrat, I don't care. It's, you get to find out, and someone may have something that you agree with uh, socially or fiscally or whatever that, that drives with you. Find out. That's my PSA. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, early voting. Vote for us. Vote Skippy. Vote early. Vote often. Who do you, do, who do you know on top of your head that was the surprise win and didn't even put their name in the hat kind of thing? You ever heard a story like that? Yeah, there have been cases of a write-in where that's happened very, very rarely um, because it is expensive to to actually mount a, a real campaign. And think about it, you know how many people every year in a presidential election write in Mickey Mouse? I mean, I'm sure yeah. Mickey Mouse has actually gotten enough votes to win at some point, but you can't do it. Uh, I, I think the most recent upset was uh, in the Woodlands Township, and we, we t- talked about this earlier. I won't go into detail, but the Woodlands, pretty conservative, pretty white bread, if you if you will. Um, had a conservative, had a Republican, in a, in a nonpartisan race. You, you know, some races are supposed to be nonpartisan, like mayoral races. It doesn't matter. You're not supposed to say Republican for mayor. It, it's supposed to be nonpartisan. Uh, but the incumbent, who's Republican, was making it all about Republican versus Democrat and was savaging her Democratic challenger. And it backfired, and she actually got creamed in early voting, and a Democrat got elected the head of the Woodlands Township and they're both women, so it's not the, you know, and they were both white women. So it's not the race card, not the gender card. It was someone making it about a political race when it really didn't need to be. And that was a that was an upset. That was a surprise. And again, early voting is what killed it for the incumbent. Well, then get out, make a make a change. Well, maybe that's the PSA I'm saying. Ho- hope and change. No, that's been used. Uh, for, I'm not a crook. No, that's been used. Um. All right. We like Ike. We're taking the top of the hour break okay. with music. music. And don't forget, we're going to have a special guest in the studio later today talking about the cook-off coming to Montgomery County in April. He's coming into awesome. the studio. Yeah, hey, when you go, go, 
Yeah, sorry, that was. Wow. I love. It. You know, it's so funny. Ethan did that yesterday. He was trying. To, he was trying to mouth something to me. But he was like. All right, 9.56 here on Lone Star Community Radio. We're enjoying some mornings of Lone Star time with you guys. We'll take a music break, but we'll be back after a couple tunes. Don't forget, you can always call in, 936-647-3776. And again, we'll keep repeating early voting started today, so look it up online. I think it's mctx.org for more information, uh, where to go vote, slash election, all that good stuff. But we will be right back after a couple tunes. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Hello, welcome back. 1008 on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Dick, right. he's Skippy. All Wait, right. no, I always right. get that confused. All right. <laughs> That's right. That's a very Skippy thing Dick's doing there. So we're going to take each other's uh, personas on for the next break here. Uh, so I'm Dick. It is about 73 degrees outside. It's warming up a bit and getting close to the high. It looks like uh, some of the clouds are going away right now. No rain yet. Fingers crossed. Skippy gets nervous in the rain, but that's just how I roll. And we've got uh, less than an hour to go. So one more one more music break at the bottom of the hour. Find yeah. some more tunes. They, it's hard to rival this one. You know, you'll be hard-pressed to find something to... Don't forget, you can call in 936-647-3776. So I was reading this deal. Okay. For you, Skippy. And, uh, you know, California is a pretty big state. And there's always it has different acreage, walks yes. of life. And one of the most interesting things that's come across the past week was there's a report on the homelessness there. Okay. And the, also the drug use. Uh, By the homeless or just general drug use? Like both. Like okay. how both are steadily rising together. And basically this report uh, from an NBC, the Bay Area, with like that local, the local area over there about San Francisco. They spent over $30 million uh, apparently last year cleaning things up, like cleaning, like literally just cleaning. Okay, like picking up trash. Picking up trash, not like the police going there and cleaning out the, you know, the homelessness or anything like that. But actually cleaning, taking some Windex. And probably one of the neatest reports they did is they they used the number 311, 311 to report things. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, if you look at the report, they're showing human waste reports and the needles reports. So uh, just to give you an idea is in the investigation for the month, they found that over 100 drug, ne- drug needles were reported in the San Francisco Bay Area and then over 300 piles of feces mm. throughout downtown. I'm talking like someone going, oh, man, I almost, I ste- go. almost stepped on something. Mm-hmm. Let me text this number and be like, hey, just wow. let you know. 
and that's people reporting it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's high or if that's low, but what, what would you, how do you feel about that? Is that high or low to you? Well, I think for needles and human feces in public, uh, number you know, two of each is too high a number for me. Yeah. You know, one's an accident. One, one's dropped out of something, you know, dropped out of your pocket or dropped out of your pants on accident. I'll, 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 I'll give you the first one for free. But two or more? Nah, that's too many. Uh, especially the needles. You know, there's just way too much danger in that. Well, because the, really the report started is because of the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of, there's, they have a homeless children issue there. And then a lot of the schools uh, are around these areas that are highly concentrated. So they were talking about the airborne diseases that you can get from leaving poop on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally poopy heads over there. But I found it. I found it interesting, just because it. Uh, it's one of those things. Because California, every year you see a report about more and more people going there who are uh, unfortunately homeless, and it's one of those deals that, as a society, we deal with in our. And each city does our own way to deal with it. I know Houston has its own issues, and I know Connor has its own issues, and every city has its own issues. And that's one thing I love is looking at how other people handle these situations, because I feel like that's. I always feel like in politics and any type of civil service, that should always be a point to bring up in any scenario that people ask questions about. Uh, like, how do how do other places handle it? And is it effective or is it ineffective? Because someone's already doing something that you're you're going through. Someone's already been there, I feel like, in one way or another. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was just jotting down some notes because actually I had a thought that just struck me here because uh, – there are so many major issues and, you know, we're in an election cycle here. So, uh, you know, this is, this is completely unscripted, but Dick, I, I jotted down some, like some major things. And if you were like, you know, the president or, you know, someone with, with the power to do this, you know, let me go through these topics, uh, education, jobs, the homeless, veterans, um, military slash foreign policy. So not like, not veterans, you know, being need to be taken care of, but like the actual active military and then, you know, medical healthcare. I, I think that's pretty much like the major stuff. Now, no one administration can take on all of these and succeed. You can either do some of them halfway or pick one or two. So of those, what would you concentrate on? And I'm sorry, I'm not like, this isn't like a Jeopardy thing. I'm just, you know, just kind of popped in my head that we're talking about the homeless situation, the kids, you know, we want to save the kids. They got the homeless. We got. Well, I I mean, it's similar to the gun issue right now. You know, when, when I look at questions like that, I go, okay, so what is something that we can immediately do something about? And also what is the overall change and how long will it take to obtain that change? Mm-hmm. And like, the, so, you know, taking those issues there's not one person that can make that decision. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel, I feel it's more of the community. Based off the community we're talking about, that's how you prioritize things. Right. So clearly San Francisco's having issues with the, with the populate, homeless population there. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, we nip it in the butt or. Could this be, a, how to phrase, a media-driven thing, for instance, and, you know, the, I may get tomatoes thrown at me. What happened in the Florida school was tragic. 17 kids were, were, were brutally murdered, or 17 people brutally murdered. You know, you know, horrible thing. No excuse for it whatsoever. But this is what's been dominating every news cycle about we must ban assault rifles. Meanwhile, in the same time, you know, beginning of this year, 4,000 kids have died in drunk driving accidents. 
Well, I think that's probably one of the most alarming stats that come following this kind of topic is the media really wants to put this on the front page regardless of what it is. Like it's just that's what they want to focus on. But then they don't focus on the other things that do affect in the same realm. So like the my favorite one was for the first couple of days, oh, there's been 18 shootings, you said. Mm. You know, that, that's been reported. There's 18 school shootings. But was it a majority of them were suicides? Yeah. And I'm like, why would you try to lump that together? Because it's a bigger number. It's a bigger number, but like I'm like, that's kind of alarming once you read the fine print and you're mm. like, wait a second, there's more school shootings. Because they know that people are going to take that 18 number and they're going to do a meme about it and throw it out there and it's going to become the new reality. Which it's, is crazy to me yeah. to not even focus on that as in like we have some issues with some kids killing themselves. Like this is an issue mm -hmm. opposed to people bringing guns to school. I mean, I know it's in the same ballpark, but it's it's every time there's a school shooting, it's tragic. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not downplaying it by any stretch of the imagination. Seventeen deaths is horrible. And if mine was one of the seventeen, you know, I might be sing I might be singing a different tune myself. But hundreds, thousands at the same time frame getting killed by something else that is equally preventable, and also not constitutional. Yeah, see, that's, what, that's what I'm in. Like, if you're talking about governing, it's like, what is and what, what are we capable of? Whether or not we love the Second Amendment or hate it or the NRA, the fact is that weapons at this moment w without a constitutional amendment are constitutionally protected. Cars aren't. You are not guaranteed a constitutional right to own a car. So, you know, but way more kids are killed by cars than guns. Did you, you know, I actually double-checked the FBI database on this, so this is not an urban legend thing. More people are killed every year by baseball bats than by, quote, assault rifles, which doesn't even exist. It, it's, it's, it's a phrase. A hunting rifle is, uh, an assault rifle is a hunting rifle that just looks meaner. It has the exact same power as your deer hunting rifle. Um, so I, th I think a lot of the wrong arguments being gone about, and I'm not trying to go, ooh, media sucks, but it's like they're leading the, this charge um, on this, all making all about the gun thing. So... I was just thinking because, you know, I, we've always, you know, we've joked and I, I did run for president, not seriously. But if I had to pick one of these things, I don't know where to start. I think education is essential. we got to get. Well, like I said, kids, it, it depends on so the community. Money. It depends on the community we're looking at. Mm -hmm. So and that's the way I would approach it right then. I, I mean, would you let states like handle more like, OK, you guys handle your education the best you see fit or do you set oh, a federal for sure. standard? For sure. But what if some, what if a, a state, you know, Nebraska just says, you know, uh, we don't they don't need anything more than eighth grade education. So that's where we're going to. Well, I, I would say good luck in 50 years. We're having an economy that can sustain Nebraska because no one's going to stay there. Oh, well, I'd <laughs> so, vote for Dick now. I mean, I, there I, you go. I think that's what that's the beauty of it. We have 50 states that have different opinions on everything, which is I think is a wonderful way mm -hmm. to to kind of do in this kind of test tube kind of thing. And you look at how what states are flourishing. Why are they flourishing? Why are they not flourishing? Well, Texas has the eighth largest economy in the world. Well, and I think that's also because we have, we're one of the bigger landmass states. There's a lot more. Well, but California is pretty much just as big. But it's, I think they have more. They have a better GDP. No, they? no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're an essential. They're incredible debt. That was the whole. Uh, they have a, a California state tax. And that's why with the, with the tax plan that. They were able to handle it because you could deduct your state tax expenses on your IRS forms. Well, no, no longer, and 
there was kind of whining about that. Like, yeah. well, well, that was our free. They, they had a tax break for years. And so now everyone else gets the same, essentially the same tax break they did. And all of a sudden it's not fair. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you're looking at the, the whole picture of things mm -hmm. is the individual family or individual makes their decisions where they live. And it might not be such an obvious like, oh, because it rains every day here. I love it. But it might be additional factors of things. And I've got a stepbrother in town who's from Colorado, and he was telling me this morning, he's like, yeah, it was 19 degrees last night. He says, I'm standing here in shirt sleeves. You know, they just, and they were here last week when it was freezing. And he's like, all the jokes about Houston weather were true. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to take a break. We're having a good conversation. Hopefully, we'll hear more about the barbecue cook-off that's coming up uh, in Heard April. Reverend. And uh, we'll have that coming up on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. You can always call in 936-647-3776. We're going to take a quick sponsor break to hear a word from our fabulous sponsors of Mornings on Lone Star. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. my whole life. Discovery Maps are awesome, but you know what's even more awesome? The free local guide to so many towns, downloaded at discoverymap.com. Right here in my hand, I am holding the pulse of this town. The shopping, the food, stuff to do, cool places to stay, and stuff we like need to know about. Pick up the map, Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. Brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, it's 72 degrees outside still, folks. And later today, around 5 p.m., it's saying we got 50% rain, and then it's going to jump way up tomorrow early morning. It is 1021. Uh, it's a good thing that it is going to rain because it's going to be the 107th anniversary of the Conroe Fire of 1911 tomorrow. Is so, this like the, the, the Mrs. O'Leary's cow knocked over a lantern and caused a fire? You know what? Or? I don't know the full story of how the fire started. I just know it burned everything in downtown. Really? Oh, yeah. So we like, have our own like, little Chicago fire thing. Oh, now. Uh, oh, actually bigger in terms of everything was destroyed. What's that strange voice on the air with us? Hey! <laughs> who? Actually, I don't know how to talk about who you were because the, the I know you reverend. do. The good the reverend, reverend is in the studio for Lone Star Country Nights Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, we're glad to have him in the in the studio because he's also in his hands, literally in the barbecue cook-off coming up. 
on April. He watches them. Don't worry, folks. And <laughs> when he's cooking that delicious barbecue, Reverend, what happened last night? I know they had the meeting and everything. So how many teams are there? Uh, what's the what's the big deal? What kind of concert's going on? Where's uh, my samples that you're supposed to bring me this Yeah, morning? every time you talk barbecue, you're supposed to bring barbecue. You yeah, know? it's in the rule book. <laughs> I didn't see the real book. Okay. So well, now you know. Gonna, Next we're time. Not gonna, we're not going to do brisket this morning. But but they will be doing brisket. It's April 21st and 22nd. Okay. And this is a record. Last night was the uh, what they call the head cooks meeting where you draw for your space. Oh, cool. And and it's it's pretty democratic. Every year, everybody re-ups and redraws. So there's, other than the big sponsors, everybody is like going to be wherever they draw last night. And everybody drew uh, and we got a, Pretty good spot, but this year is a record 145 teams. 145? Now, I know this is going to be a weird math question, but if 145 teams are going to be there, how many pounds of brisket are going to be there? Well, you know, you (laughs) got to think, well, a typical brisket's probably uncooked about 11 to 14 pounds. Okay. So if you cook 10 of those, there's 100 and... Well, your your team, how many briskets do y'all cook for the competition? Just one? Yeah, one brisket for the competition. Okay, so let's talk about competition numbers here. So 145. So that's a gross plus one for you nerds out there. Well, you have to cook the whole brisket, obviously, but what you turn in for competition is a handful of slices. It's a little styrofoam plate. Okay. So you're probably turning in. Uh, you don't use like you don't steal a bunch of uh, Pizza Hut warmer things. And oh no! It that Trust way? me. If you get in a room full of cooks, these guys are pretty anal and pretty. This is a competition. I mean, Do they have their own? Is it like, anal or plates? is it anal? It's anal. No, I'm just uh, it is anal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Y'all had this discussion before. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. With, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I could see the look. You can't get this on the radio, but I could see a look on both faces. We like having fun. Go dry your tilsa out like This appeared to be deeper than it than it on the surface. It's getting deep in here, but okay. So we have got 145 teams. That's uh, what was like last year's count roughly. Do you any idea? about the same? Because they've they they have grown to the the biggest. That's all they can do in the space that it's allotted to them. It's as big as it so can they had get. to cut it off at 145. Yeah, it's been well, and then the waiting list. It, this thing started 1976, so this is like the 42nd year okay. of this cook-off. It mm-hmm. started oddly enough. It started with one team, which I don't know how you have a cook-off competition with one team. And We're number one. Won, we won. But up this year, it's 145, and there's a waiting list for this thing that lasts years. And where's this taking place now? At the out at the fairgrounds out. Uh, Lone Star Convention Center area, Airport Road uh-huh. at the fairgrounds, which is right behind the convention center. Yeah, awesome. it's right next to the Expo Arena, kind of to the south and to the west of the Expo Arena. Now, like next year, do you want to try to get up like 200 teams? You, you they know, can't. There's there no space to go? put. There's no space to put any additional teams. We could. I'll talk to my neighborhood HOA. We can maybe block off each end of the you know the whole well, neighborhood. Have, have we ever like thought of making? Party. Have we ever thought of making two story tents? No, these pits are heavy. I'm not sure that it's not just Sand. the tents. So you got these cast when iron, you dream big, eight thousand pound pits. I got it. Hello, people. We we take day one with teams one through a hundred, and then day two is teams one hundred and one through two hundred, and then we have a best of day three, and then we get triple your triple your fun. Well, you are tripling your fun in the fact that it's not just brisket. There's also chicken competition. And sausage competition. And ribs, right? And ribs. Oh my gosh. It's weird to have so, a it's weird to have a sausage competition, in my opinion. Why? Because do they all is well, every, you know, I don't maybe they don't do sausage here. Because every they, team, do they make their own sausage? Well, maybe they don't do sausage here. Because 
Yeah, no, actually, they do, I don't believe they do a sausage competition out here. They do it in some places in Memphis and down in Houston. Because that's do, the do, only, do, like, I would they say. They don't do it here. No, they don't do sausage here because what they do here is they have a little metal tag. They have 60, 70 volunteers that run this. Just oh, yeah, the barbecue cook-off. It's quite large. And one of those subcommittees of that larger committee, they're tasked with bringing around to all the teams of these little metal tags. So you need you tag a raw piece of meat in their presence. So they can see it hasn't been it seasoned or cooked. Has or, been tagged. It, it has been tagged, and so <laughs> you throw that puppy on and cook it for the you know overnight or however you're going to cook it, and uh, and then that piece that it has to come back to the judging station with that tag on it. Oh wow! So that's you, hardcore. This is we, we do not mess around with this one. No, no. This is like this is like the scandals? drug testing at the. Uh, well, no, there's no Russians to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, y'all, I, y'all are ridiculous. I love that Russian interference in our barbecue. Nyet! We say nuts to their well, interference. That, that would be the next step, I guess. Yeah. You know, given where they've been thus far, I guess that would that would really cut to the core, though, because you know there's really not a lot more Texas than smoking meats outdoors and okay. some beer and I am, whatnot. This is radio, so you can't see, but but I'm like kind of drooling like Pavlov's dog in a bell tower, yeah. I and mean, I'm hearing the, this brisket talk, and I'm just like salivating. Oh, the, the smell is phenomenal. April 21st and 22nd. Yeah. And do we have like a, a, how much it costs to get in? Is it like an all-day pass? Do I, can I gorge myself on stuff? I don't know. Let's find out, man. Let's get a, uh, I think there is a ticket fee. Okay. I mean, remember, you know, I don't know. No, actually, what it is is there is a general entry fee to, uh, at specific times, but that's like a donation kind of thing. And I think uh, last year they did it to help pay for the uh, officers walking the, the beat that's over there. I, I remember that. Now. And then they they do, and then they also have paid parking and stuff. So I think they, they kind of like they try to make it fair. So either you're paying for parking, or you're paying for entry, but. Uh, but even but if there's an entry fee, the, I'm telling you, just the thing, the main thing to know is you got to kind of know somebody in in the festival for the barbecue or for the cook-off because yeah, each of the 145 are private are teams, private quotes, parties, mm-hmm. private parties. Oh, okay. But you know, if you're just as good looking as me, you can just go to any. As a reverend, one. can you can you off the air maybe slipping the list of the teams? I can find a well, name that. I think this station is going to yeah, have a presence. We are going to have a presence there, but we're going to make an official announcement on our social media. Oh, oh my goodness. So I, I, I volunteered I, to be the official test, taste tester. Good. Thank you. Well, that may then allow for your, then there oh, you go. Geez. You're good to go, Skippy. <laughs> I am good to go. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I might cook some. Well, I'll know, cook macaroni and if cheese. If you don't mind, we got to take our music break. Okay. And we're sitting here with the Reverend. He's going to be on Thursday night. At seven, but he's gonna stick around. Play, playing some barbecue music. Guys. Barbecue, man, I like some barbecue music. We gotta find out what barbecue music is. Hold that thought. We'll be back. Oh, there's a, just a lot, probably a lot of smoking in it. Smoke on the water. Yeah, stuff like yeah. Okay. Stuff like. <laughs> you listen to Morning Lone Star. It is ten thir- uh, ten twenty nine right now. We're gonna do a quick music break. We'll be back with the Reverend and Skippy and I on more Morning's Lone Star. So stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. 
clean sweep office cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. And we're back. Morning's Lone Star, 1038. Welcome back. IRLoneStar.com, Lone Star Internet Radio app on your smartphone devices and your Google Play, Apple, whatever. And then, of course, we podcast every episode at 8 p.m. tonight. So if you're just now joining us and you missed the first hour, don't worry, you can hear it. And uh, welcome back. We're still hanging out you with think the any Reverend. Russians are listening to us after hours? Well, That'd be cool. You know what? I got a question for you about that. Okay. Do you think people, the general public of the United States, just like now has the boogeyman as Russia? Well, I feel this like could, this could dangerously shift I, into the new Red Scare, and I'm not a fan of that at all. Well, because I can understand the Red Scare in the sense of weren't they publicly make kind of like the North Koreans, like they publicly say stuff. As a government, like because North Korea, like constantly okay. always. Now remember, puts this us- is not the Russian government that got arrested and or indicted and stuff. These were thirteen individuals and three companies. Okay, but I mean, Russia is pretty dang big. In fact, I think it's bigger than the United States. Yeah, well, uh, geographic, geographic. But how about people? Is it the same? No, it's a bit smaller. Okay, because well, a lot they, of it's they, Siberia. Where not only do we well, have the they, Reverend you know, in, they, he's they, also a historian. No, I'm not. I just <laughs> no, love, I'm just kidding. I love things all Russian, but you know, they they jettisoned half of their territorial when the USSR became Russia. They lost all of the republics other than the Russian Republic. Uh-huh. Okay. Kazakhstan and the Ukraine and Belarus and all that. People were like, we have a choice? Well, yeah. So. They, it, was, it was a window of a choice. You know, it was like they, they needed to jump when they jumped because not all of them jumped. got their. Yeah, not all of them they jumped. jumped. Yeah. I, I can put in perspective real quick. We have approximately 300 million Americans. Uh, Russia has 144.3 million. And just putting out in, con- in kind of a comparison, it's only about 20 million more than what Japan has or twice as what the United Kingdom has. Okay. So, you know, the United Kingdom is the size of California. That's interesting right there. So to have 65 million people in the California-sized country and only— Is that why you think that. they're building the wall? In the United Kingdom? Because we, we're just tired of all these people coming over here. We have too many of you. <laughs> That was what a bad wall? joke. It was a joke. They're building a wall. You hear about this? But the wall's between here and Mexico. Uh, it was a joke. Oh, laugh. I don't just, think just laugh. Just laugh at my jokes. Funny, funny. Ha, 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 ha. Dick laughs at mine, but so I, I, no, I, was, just, I, I was just thinking about that the other, like, the other day because about not the Red Scare particularly, but just kind of how the boogeyman in a sense of they always say the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. And I was like, man, that's such a, it's, it's, it's such a blanket it's statement. It's the generic boogeyman. There, and I don't like that. There's a quote I want to read out now. I, I this is just, this is a quote. I'm not making a political statement. I, I want to lead into how posting on social media can bite you in the hiney. In 2015, the president at the time, and this is a quote, there is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. There's no evidence that this has happened in the past or that it will happen this time. And so I'd invite the presidential candidate at that time 
to stop whining and make his case to get votes. So, and this is at a point where that president, when he made that quote, was informed that there was a Russian element trying to, it wasn't about messing with the election, it was about dividing country. These are trolls. Well, you know, we spoke about yesterday is the perspective changes when you find out, like everyone thinks they know the truth, but then when they learn it, it's kind of- five, ten years later. It's very similar to what everyone was thinking, but it wasn't exactly what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that you know, if you take what the what the Russians are being indicted for, they, those groups, there's other groups doing the exact same thing, but they're not only from Russia. Like I bet there's some people in Texas doing the same thing, and I bet in the local elections they're going to be doing the same thing. Well, each party does it against the other party. Yeah, totally. You know, you have a an Occupy Wall Street crowd. You you get. GOP moles in I mean, there to rabble rouse had, and then the other way around. You had the Democratic Party fund a thing called Correct the Record. And I don't know if y'all know what that is, but basically it was a it was a campaign a group to literally to go on the internet and correct the record. That was their whole mission. Like mm-hmm. go on forums, go on social media, go to websites. But to correct it for real or to to correct the record for the Democrat. I mean, it's paid for by the Democratic oh, Party. Okay. So I mean, of course, they're gonna hopefully do their job and get paid to make it look like the Democratic Party is really cool. But then but, you're gonna get the GOP on the other side to correct their record. Somewhere in the middle of you know of any tale with two opposing views, somewhere in the middle is the truth. And it's a it will to give you the full story behind it. It was a super PAC funded by David Brock, who supported the t- Hillary Clinton's 2016 mm-hmm. campaign. So, but like that to me, that's kind of the same thing in a sense of what they were doing. Now, then again, there was probably more money involved in the Russian deal because I mean I think it's hilarious that people got paid and it's coming out that people go to these protests and that it was funded by. My, you know, well, did you heard about the money well, thing. You know how much money that these Russians, you know, who like apparently magically affected elections how much they spent on the whole thing like two million right less a million. than a, a mil five i think and it was facebook ads it's do you know comical. how do you know how much the candidates yeah, but, paid for but, their campaigns 30 well, what's billion a, what's with a imp- b what's important too is there's no proof of how much it affected but even the report the, says it affected it not at all or, or yeah that's so i'm saying like a lot of people are connecting that i'm like i don't when i read it i'm not seeing the connection there but it could be. Well, but it, then it could be all these other things that kind of I, went I through. don't know a soul that made a decision who they were going to vote for based on a Facebook post. And, and, that's and I've th- been asking. But looking at it as a whole, like the whole thing. Whole enchilada. Whole enchilada. Do you think it had any influence in the other influencers making the push? None whatsoever. What do you, I think it inspired the media to go with the stories that they wanted to go with already, to be honest. Because remember, first off, this thing started before the current president even announced his candidacy. The only person that the world knew was going to be running for president at the time, the Russians, was Hillary Clinton. At the time, eventually, eventually there were 17 uh, GOP candidates. Can you imagine? And we thought that Trump was a Democrat hiding out. Can you imagine the DNC meeting is like right there at the cusp of like when Bernie Sanders wanted to run? They they wanted Bernie Sanders to win. They were pushing for him. Well, what I'm Hillary. saying, can you imagine like the, the conversations? Like, hey, hey, just to let you know, we're getting more people supporting this guy. What should we do? Like, this is going to be an issue when it comes to the primaries. Let's call Debbie Wasserman Schultz quick. But here's the here's the funny thing: uh, it, the Russians went to Wisconsin. 
I mean, I bet the I bet Hillary the, Clinton did not. I bet the Republicans. It's a purple this, state. I bet the Republicans did the same thing when Donald Trump got some traction. Like, hey, wait a second, this guy. Well, yeah, this guy, I, 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 you know they did, and that's why and the this, Republican Party was in shambles. And that for the one first staffer's year. like, do we have to deal with this guy? Like, yeah. I, I was really looking forward to have Jeb Bush. He he didn't do anything. He didn't. Oh, and Torm. You know, I, I was really looking forward to that. But the Republican Party, there was a huge schism in the GOP after Trump because you had your Never Trumpers, which were led by GOP. Now, after a year, it's like, okay, well, we it, haven't been blown up. Hold on, things are happening. The past year and a half, or in the history of the of the Republican National Convention, have they ever pulled funding this many times in races? It, it has been known to happen if— Because uh, to me, when they pull funding on, like, they pulled funding on that Roy Moore guy mm -hmm. for a bit, and they pull funding on Donald Trump for You've seen a bit. those West Wing episodes. It happens a lot. And I'm like, man, that's just—to me, that's a slap in the face, you know? Like, you're pulling funding. Because don't forget, you can, I, you can run in any party you want. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> Which means that, uh, let's say I, I ran as a Democrat, but I started pushing Republican platform ideals or, or non-Democratic platform ideals— the Democratic Party can pull support from my campaign saying, you're not following our platform. And same thing, a Democrat could, and I actually heard on the radio this morning, uh, there's a uh, there's another George Bush running for some lower land level commissioner. land commissioner. Yeah. And his, and his opponent, his he does, his <laughs> opponent actually ran as a Democrat before, now he's running as a Republican. And don't forget, and before Donald Trump announced himself as a Republican, he identified strongly with the Democrats. He was a Demo Democrat darling. And when he first announced, a lot of Republicans thought he was a Democrat in Republicans' clothing, a mole. So, you know, oh, he's going to get hired because no one wants Hillary. So he's going to get in. He's going to start doing a Democratic thing. And the right believed that as much as the left. He well, didn't. People, he, people believe it. When you say the yeah. right, you're generalizing. It's kind of saying the Russians are the ones. Well, what I say the right, I mean, the, the established right, the, the, the higher echelon of the GOP party, the. The decision makers were concerned about. Well, I feel like they're concerned all the time. Because remember, he, they did not fund his campaign. He was he was self-funded for his presidential campaign. He did not take GOP money, which made them even more nervous going, why aren't you taking our money? We're not going to give you our money. Well, I don't want it anyways. Well, why not? You know, you must be a Democrat then if you're not going to take GOP money. So it, it was a mess. It truly was. So and all, to be honest, the Russians didn't have to do that much to, to just get people to. I mean, think about it. I got Friends and family members won't talk about this. There's such a schism. They, they, there was a catastrophic success in their mission to cause a, divide, a division in American politics. I don't think we've been this fractured in God knows how long. So it's good to have a face to it. And so I think well, they're the boogeyman. I think it's but also, now we can blame it's them and get easier over to it. understand and move on. But then again, is it the right thing to do? I think I think now that we can put a face to the name saying, oh, it's the Russians. They'll be the boogeyman for a while, but we, they can be the common enemy. And it's almost like in Star Trek First Contact, we're at war until the Vulcans come and we realize there's someone else out there. So God, is it ever time to move on? Yeah. Oh, I mean, wait. the Russians are sitting over there. Honestly, the, you know, the Russians they're have a bit of an... They're their butts off. Well, they, and they're scratching their heads they're, at all this attention. They're loving all this attention. They have a oh, bit of a Putin's collective... Going, I wish I had done this. And it's helping him. Oh, it's yeah. making him look more powerful. Mm -hmm. And But they've got this collective inferiority complex over there. And this is... They're scratching their head and saying, God, we're, we haven't gotten all this kind of attention since we had the nukes. Since the space out. race, yeah. Yeah, since Sputnik. I mean, we literally haven't gotten this much competition... So they think they've leveled the playing field, which they, they haven't. They're still mm. far inferior. The economy is tinier. The military is it's nothing. There's, the, there's no comparison. Mm -hmm. 
but they feel like they are a super, they are returning to superpower status. With well, it's this. been given to them. Yeah, it has. So it's time to move on. Sure, All right. Sure. Well, there it is for the Russians. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Eat it. Eat the Russians. They're probably listening too because we're online. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be wrapping They're up today's show. Hacked our, Thanks uh, for having that little would, commentary would. at the end. It's good to see you, Rev. It's yeah. good to be here. And uh, we want to remind well, folks. Mark your calendars. Yeah, for what? For Russia invasion? Well, no, they won't come during the cook-off. That's good. They better not. Everybody's not armed. And, they're not, and trust me, Texas will be the last place they come to. <laughs> but I did want to mention, in addition to the cook-off on the weekend of the 21st, the band playing out there is a fabulous band. They got Shane Smith and the Saints. Yeah, I've seen on him. On April 13th. And they are got a four-part harmony that will just silence a crowd. Yeah, they're wow. very they're good live. Very, very good, good. live. Uh, they're playing the weekend prior. And then the, at the cook-off itself, a band named Desert Rose Band is playing at the cook-off itself. So entertainment everywhere. Brisket everywhere. I, I love this every, town. That is a fabulous town, isn't it? It is. I mean, you your nose, me your in, ears, your bit. mouth, your eyes. Don't, you know, the only thing I would say I don't like about this town is you can smoke cigarettes inside of, of the bars. Just, that's just different. I grew up in a way that, that wasn't normal. And so I, I grew up where it was the norm, so it doesn't bother like, me as it's much. It's just alarming. But I'm not saying anything. Which bar? No, most bars don't allow Out here, smoke. yeah. Not down here. Mm-hmm. Like Red Brick, these places don't. Yeah, over on 105, all the little all little dive bars, like boogies. Well, you're going into dives, Dick. Well, I know, well, but I mean, I'm just saying smoking inside. Dick's the guy that will, will find the place that allows smoking so he can go in a bitch. Oh, there's smoking about here. It. Yeah, you know. Go to Red Brick Tavern if you don't want any smoke in your well, hair. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's some... not. It, it was funny. It's not the smoking that bothers me. It's the smell when I leave. And I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. great. My dry cleaning bill just went up because <laughs> I went to this place. Well, perhaps it's the places you're frequenting. Oh, I'm, I, I, I love going to suspect places. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 then don't whine about wait, the cigarettes. We got to do a kind of where's Dick today. Well, it's more, of, it's more of, you know, imagine growing up in Houston and or like, say, New York now, because New York's, New York's almost banning smoking in general. Like, you can't even walk down the street and smoke. You can't, oh, you can't you even can do get it in a big your gulp. house. You can't do it in your house. Oh, anymore. you can't even get a big gulp in New York. So, but like, you know, you grew up where you go into these places and didn't smell, but then, you know, I mean, because I know you smoke cigarettes, correct? Or no, correct? Or is that private information no we don't comment. need to talk about? All right. The Reverend. I, I have my vices. So no, just I, leave it at that. I have my vices. Well, it's hard to have a. It's over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you too? What? Yeah. Who are we talking about? Dick, what are you saying? Yeah, we have our vices. He's an actor, yes. so of course he does. <laughs> so uh, we got to be closing up the show, guys. I really enjoyed having you guys into the studio. Join us today. Don't forget, if you just now are joining us, we podcast everything on iTunes and Google Play for our talk portion of the show. Uh, tomorrow we will be in the studio. We're going to be celebrating the 107th anniversary of Conroe Fire that happened here in 1911, where downtown Conroe was devastated by a fire, probably by a smoker. But, you know, we don't really know who. <laughs> Who it was. Had to get one in. Oh, had, had to. <laughs> had to get I'm just one kidding. In. I'm really thankful for the Reverend being here. He'll be on the air uh, at 7 p.m. with Lone Star Country Nights on Thursday. And we look forward to having more and more reporting about the uh, Montgomery County Fair barbecue cook-off from him because he's actually cooking there. And uh, which is. Can't wait. It's, 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 it's so good. It's, such, it's so good. Oh, just to let you guys know, I did the math. And if you do the average brisket at 11 pounds, yeah. there's going to be over 1,500 pounds of brisket there just for the competition. So I can't imagine what that means for— uh, It means I need to go on a diet now ooh, to make up for it. Ooh. But we're going to talk more tomorrow about the uh, 107th anniversary of Conroe Fire in 1911. I even have a fireman's hat I might wear. Uh, but <laughs> outside of that, 
we got to go. A special thanks to our sponsors of this morning show, Clean Sweep Office Clean, Centurion Wealth Advisors, and of course, Conroe Coffee. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Full lineup for the rest of the day, IRLunster.com. Just to give people a heads up, we did update our player, our web player, so let me know what you think about it. Uh, We're trying to always constantly improve your experience with Lone Star Community Radio, and hopefully a new app is coming your way pretty soon, too, for the iTunes and Google Play stores. This is Morning's Lone Star. Skippy and I are signing off. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.